أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن سيدنا محمد عبد الله ورسوله اللهم انفعنا بما علمتنا وعلمنا ما ينفعنا وزدنا من فضلك علما وتعليما ربنا لا تزغ قلوبنا بعد اذ هديتنا وهب لنا من لدنك رحمه انك انت الوهاب رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي امري واحلل عقده من لساني يفقهوا قولي ولا حول ولا قوه الا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على سيدنا محمد وعلى اله واصحابه اجمعين اما بعد my dear most respected brothers and sisters assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh may the peace and blessings of god almighty allah subhanahu wa ta'ala be with each and every one of you Today we continue our series on Al-Isra wa Al-Mi'raj this special miracle of the Prophet alayhi salatu wasalam the special honor that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bestowed on the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam when he took him on this bodily physical journey in a state of wakefulness from Mecca to Jerusalem and then to the heavens with his meeting with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala showed him of his signs and blessed him in immeasurable ways this important event in the seerah is referred to as al-isra wal mi'raj we mentioned in our previous segments some of the events which took place before the isra and miraj and by way of review let us summarize those events and then we'll continue to share some more wonderful lessons from the miraj of the prophet alayhi salatu wasalam the seventh year of prophethood while the prophet alayhi salatu wasalam was in mecca witnessed the aggression of the Quraysh taking a new level in the form of the, of an embargo which was imposed on the Muslims in Mecca and they were expelled out of the main city itself into a barren valley called Shi'ab Abi Talib and there they remained until the beginning of the 10th year of the mission of prophethood of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam when the boycott uh, was lifted and they returned back to Mecca those years of the embargo were difficult times for the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam and it imposed tremendous suffering on the muslims shortly after returning to Mecca his beloved wife sayyida khadija who got ill during the latter part of the embargo her illness became more serious and finally she succumbed to her to her illness and she passed away uh, 
And this was a tremendous emotional blow for the Prophet ﷺ in the sense that he loved his wife tremendously. She was the one who supported him. She was the one who stood by him in thick and thin uh, throughout all the difficulties uh, that he experienced, throughout all the opposition from Quraysh, the people of Mecca. She stood by his side and she supported him with everything that she had, uh, not only emotional and physical support, but also financial support as well. And so her death brought uh, tremendous sadness to the Prophet Ali uh, Then shortly thereafter, about 40 days after the death of uh, Sayyidah Khadija al-Kubra radiallahu anha, the beloved uncle of the Prophet Ali Abu Talib also passed away. And Abu Talib was the one that the Prophet ﷺ grew up with. He grew up in the home of his uncle Abu Talib because his father, as you know, passed away before the Prophet ﷺ was born. And then he was taken care of by his grandfather, Abdul Muttalib who also passed away in the early years of the life of the Prophet ﷺ, and then he went into the care of his uncle Abu Talib. So Abu, so Abu Talib was uh, like a father for the Prophet ﷺ, and his, his death brought uh, great sadness to the Prophet ﷺ. Also, Abu Talib was one of the chiefs of Quraysh, the head of the clan of the Prophet ﷺ and one of the chiefs of Quraysh. And so as long as Abu Talib was alive, Quraysh, the people of Quraysh, the, or those who opposed the Prophet ﷺ, had to, to stay within certain limits in their opposition to the Prophet ﷺ because of the protection offered to him by his uncle Abu Talib. But after the death of Abu Talib, Quraysh saw this long-awaited opportunity to become even more aggressive in their opposition to the Prophet ﷺ. And so that persecution intensified. Uh, and many are the sad events that took place uh, in, in the life of the Prophet ﷺ uh, in how the people of Quraysh treated him. But he endured it with patience for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yes, he endured it with uh, the patience uh, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blessed him with great sabr. Uh, he did not respond in any physical way to the persecution of Quraysh. He was patient and he continued to invite them to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It is at this point in time, uh, this 10th year of the mission of prophethood, that the Prophet ﷺ then uh, took a decision to go to Ta'if, uh, a city about one and, one and a half hours drive today from Mecca. Uh, but in those days, of course, it would take much longer. He went there to invite the people to Islam, to share his message of Risal of La ilaha illallah, to them. He went to Taif and he spoke to the leaders of the various tribes, but they all rejected his message, offering as their main reason that his own people in Mecca had rejected him already. 
and, and there's no reason for them to accept uh, what he was saying or to support him, uh, not even bothering to listen to the merits of the message itself, uh, the importance of this concept of la ilaha illallah, that they should worship none but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that they should submit to none but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They were so steeped in their... Uh, in their misguided ways of worshipping idols, that uh, they were blinded to this amazing message that was given to them by the Prophet and so they rejected the message. The Prophet stayed on in Ta'if for about 10 days in the city, uh, preaching to the people now, the ordinary people, but they also did not accept his message because they knew that their leaders, their tribal leaders, had already rejected the message of the Prophet So they did not. In fact, they uh, made fun of the Prophet They were uh, cynical towards his message. Uh, some of them even uh, physically responded by throwing stones at the Prophet towards the end of his stay in Taif. That when he was uh, leaving Taif, his beloved feet was bleeding uh, because of the injuries he sustained uh, from the treatment of the people of Taif. And, and so he left that city uh, in, in that state feeling dejected, but nevertheless turning to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with hope. And, and so it was in this state after the people of Taif had treated him in this way, that he turned to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in, in this special dua, in this special supplication that he made to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allahumma ilayka ashku di'afa quwati wa qillata heelati wa hawani ala nas. O Allah, to you alone I complain of the weakness of my strength, of the meagerness of my strategy and means and my insignificance in front of people. You are the most merciful, O Allah, of those who show mercy. You are the Lord of the oppressed, anta rabbul mustada'afeen. And you are my Lord, O Allah. Would you consign me to a distant people who will despise me, or to an enemy to whom you grant power over me, he turned to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then he says, If you are not angry with me, O Allah, then I do not care what happens to me. Fala ubali. If you are not angry with me, O Allah, it doesn't matter how people treat me. All I'm concerned with is that you are pleased with me. Fala ubali. But your pardon is best for me, O Allah. I seek refuge. In the light of your countenance, from, for which darkness has become illuminated, upon, and upon which the prosperity of this world and the hereafter stands. I seek your refuge from your, from your anger befalling me, or from your displeasure afflicting me. These, uh, the words of the Prophet wasalam. As he turned to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, O oh Allah, to you alone I complain of my limited means, my inability in front of people. But he knew that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was the one who would control the destiny, his destiny, 
and the destiny of the message that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had revealed to him and commanded him to convey to humanity. And that was his focus. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent an angel to him to be at the command of the Prophet alayhi salatu wasalam to destroy the city of Ta'if and its inhabitants. But the Prophet alayhi salatu wasalam told the angel to leave them alone. Let them be the people of Ta'if. Don't destroy them. The Prophet alayhi salatu wasalam says, perhaps from their progeny, from their descendants, will come those who will believe in Allah and worship Allah. This is the mercy of the Prophet ﷺ. This is the wisdom of the Prophet ﷺ. This is the vision, the forward-looking vision of the Prophet ﷺ. Not to think of the moment itself, not to respond to the moment itself, but to look at a big picture, to see how the plan of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will unfold in the lives of people in this dunya. And... and uh, Certainly, the Prophet ﷺ said those words, and today the city of Taif is indeed a city of believers. Those for many centuries now, uh, in fact, in the time of the Prophet ﷺ, while he was still alive, that they accepted Islam, they became Muslims, and have continued to be a city of believers ever since that time. The Prophet ﷺ sought refuge in the garden of the sons of Rabi'ah. And they had a Christian slave. And they sent this slave to the Prophet ﷺ. And his adopted son Zaid was with him. Uh, and they sent some grapes. The, the, this uh, Christian slave, by the name of Adas, uh, took the grapes to the Prophet ﷺ. When Adas uh, presented the Prophet ﷺ with the grapes, the Prophet said, in the name of Allah, Bismillah. And then he ate those grapes. There, thereupon, this Christian maidservant, or this Christian slave of the sons of Rabi'ah, he, he said, this phrase is not used by the people of this land. It is not a phrase that is common by his people. He, know, he knew his masters didn't use this phrase, Bismillah, in the name of Allah, uh, nor did the people. The Prophet ﷺ asked him, what land are you from? Adas said, I am a Christian from Nineveh. The Prophet says, From the tongue of the pious brother Jonah, Yunus, son of Matta, Yunus ibn Matta, Adas replied, Where did you hear about Jonah, Yunus? The Prophet says, He is my brother. He is my brother. He was a prophet, and I am a prophet. Subhanallah. This is a relationship between the prophets of Allah. They are spiritual brothers. And when the Prophet ﷺ would refer to the different prophets in his hadith, he would refer to them as my brother so-and-so, 
for that was the relationship between all the prophets of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The exception being that when the Prophet ﷺ would refer to Sayyidina Ibrahim ﷺ, he would say, my father, Ibrahim ﷺ. Because the title, the spiritual title of Ibrahim ﷺ is Abu al-Anbiya, the, the father of the prophets of Allah. That is the special title that's given to Sayyidina Ibrahim ﷺ. So this spiritual brotherhood, among the prophets of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, explained to us and conveyed to us and demonstrated to us by the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And the wonderful, the great blessing of this is that Muslims love all the prophets of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Muslims believe in all the prophets of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is a unique blessing for this ummah. Which other religious group, which other religion, can claim to believe in all the prophets of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. From Adam alayhi salam to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and the, th the thousands of prophets that uh, came in between, as is mentioned in the hadith, uh, the more than 124,000 prophets that came in one riwayah. Uh, 25 of them are mentioned in the Quran. Those we are certain about. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Quran itself states that he has sent a, a prophet to all people and to all nations. And so everyone received this message from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But the, the prophets that we know uh, and the prophets that we don't know of, all of them we believe in because of this, this principle established by the Prophet And in fact, it is one of the arkanul iman, one of the essential pillars of faith in Islam that we testify to believing in all the prophets of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And so, uh, Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he is speaking to this slave, a Christian slave in a garden, uh, and he questions him, and he knows, the Prophet ﷺ knows. When, when, when this person said he is from the land of Nineveh, he says, well, you are from the land of uh, Sayyidina Yunus ibn Matta, the, the Prophet uh, Jonas. Uh, this is the knowledge that is given to him by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And so this Christian slave is surprised now that this strange man that he's meeting for the first time knows all of this. And then the Prophet ﷺ says, He is my brother. He was a prophet, and I am a prophet. Now, Adas, his response, he bent over. He kissed the hands of the Prophet ﷺ. He kissed the feet of the Prophet ﷺ. And he expressed his faith in Islam. One of the sons of Rabi'ah, the owner of that garden, said to his brother, Now your slave has been spoiled. Such was their hatred for the way of the Prophet ﷺ. When Adas returned to them, they asked him, What was the matter? Why did you do what you, you did? And he said, There is no man better than that man. There is no man among humanity better than that man. Because this uh, slave, Adas, had the knowledge of religion. He had the knowledge of the prophecies that were mentioned 
in the previous religions to the previous prophets of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he knew of the coming of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa It was clear to those men of religion, the Christians, the pious Christians, they knew of the coming of the Prophet alayhi The signs were there. It, he was foretold. And many of them were waiting for him. And so when Adas saw the Prophet alayhi he was convinced that this is the promised messenger, that his Prophet, Yunus ibn Matta alayhi salam, had foretold to him. And so he immediately accepted him and testified faith in his prophethood. La ilaha illallah, Muhammad Rasulullah became a Muslim. And this must be the response of every sincere, pious believer in God Almighty, in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. To recognize the status and the position and the significance of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa And to express belief in him and to follow his way. Because his way is the final way. His way is the way that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants all of humanity to follow. The way of the Prophet alayhi salatu wa salam. This final message, this last testament that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reveals for the benefit of all humanity. And that was the one uh, positive point we can say or the one person who accepted Islam for this entire trip of Ta'if. The Prophet ﷺ went with high hopes and expectations when he left Mecca to go to Ta'if uh, but he was disappointed tremendously on his way back Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, gave him this special gift one person a slave a Christian slave accepted Islam and became Muslim. Nevertheless the Prophet ﷺ continued the focus you see because there is an important lesson here once again and that is our duty our responsibility is not uh, for people to convert to Islam we cannot make anyone Muslims we cannot uh, cause anyone to convert to Islam it is only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who can guide someone to Islam we have no uh, power to guide anyone to Islam and that is not our responsibility it is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who guides whomever he wants to Islam but our responsibility is to convey the message to, to engage in da'wah to tell people about the beautiful message of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa to invite people to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to, to live the message of the Prophet sallallahu in our own lives and let that be an example for everyone around us so that they can be touched by the beautiful message of the Prophet ﷺ through our, our actions, through us following the sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ. That, is our, that, that ought to be our focus. That is our responsibility, to focus on conveying the message of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to all and sundry, to everyone. And so uh, the, the other important lesson is that there are times when we would expect someone or many people to come into Islam and it doesn't happen and there are other times when we least expect someone to come into Islam and they do it is a lesson for us a reminder for us that guidance comes only from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the Prophet left Ta'if he returned back to Mecca but the news of his rejection uh, by Bani Thaqif in, in Ta'if had reached Mecca before him. The people knew that 
Ta'if had rejected him. And so they were not willing to welcome the Prophet ﷺ. And we will conclude this segment. And in our next segment, we would talk something about the re-entry of the Prophet ﷺ as we continue to discuss this wonderful event of Al-Isra wal Miraj. Wa sallallahu ta'ala ala Sayyidina Muhammadin wa ala alihi wa ashabihi ajma'in wa akhir da'wana anilhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.